ended. It was forever. Nothing worse than a production meeting. That's, that is true. I mean, there was, <laughs> you know, like a really catastrophic earthquake. But yes, then. other than like <laughs> what happens most places all the time. Yeah. People who like go to work slaughtering chickens, you know. Yeah, terrible. Ditch Lots diggers. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Jeremy. Mm, how are you? It's goodness, nighttime. Goodness. You know, I'm We're... still recovering from our glorious time in the Patreon lounge last week. I had for, it had been so long since we'd been there, I forgot how glamorous how gl- it was. How glorious it is? Yeah. Oh, I know. I have an, really? I, I'm not a, pa- a patron of this channel, so I can't listen to it, which is, you know, thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, you'll have to join. <laughs> um, I'm... <laughs> I won't be able to do that, I'm I just afraid. want to donate some money to the Patreon platform. Yeah. Fees. Um, um, wait. I just want to let you know before we really get Do you have to stop? I have a stop, a hard out. Great. Which is at like, uh, 7.05. Okay, okay. That's 40 minutes. Great. Okay. Um, Because I am going to the ballet yet again. Wow. I know. That's crazy. I know. You're going back, you're going out. You're going out tonight. Well, you know, there's been things on their programs that I've been quite interested to see, one of which was Rondo, which was a Jerome Robbins piece that hadn't gone since the 80s. I've never seen it, and it was lovely. Just absolutely. Rondo. Rondo. And I adored. And and also, I'm seeing the new um, Kirati, last name, don't know it who's a dancer with Kyle Abraham and choreographer. Yes, and she, yes, she has yes. a new work and I will be seeing that this evening. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I, I don't Wait. know what, what? You don't know what else is on the program tonight. I don't know no. what else is on the program No, no. no. Uh, hey. Hey. How? Did you catch any of that State of the Union? Just the bit where he's talking about Social Security and kind of like plays a trick on the Republicans. Yeah, I was really, I didn't watch it for the first time in like a, ever. <laughs> um, but I was really, I watched, you know, a highlights reel or whatever. And yeah. I was really into this, this yeah, dynamic fight, dynamic. Just fighting in like, real time. Yeah, it was nice. Let's... This feels it's, like democracy. Let's Yeah. Like, it you know what it reminded me of? More like British Parliament. Yeah, that's what I that's what I had said too. And yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm to... like, we know you all hate each other. Let's just like say it out loud. Like just let's do this now. Well, I remember you know when Obama was called a liar. In one of those it, things. In one of those things. But this was like before Trump. So mm-hmm. Having a dynamic where Biden like returned fire, like that was that was the real shift. Of like, oh, oh yeah, you want to get into this here? Like, I can go off script and like, we can we can do this, if you want to do this. Cool, mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. let's let's get down to business. 
Right. So you don't want to cancel Medicare and Social Security. Cool. Moving on. I loved wow. it. Wow, wow, wow. So good. Yeah, he's like, well, thanks. So I guess we all agree. Cool. <laughs> um, so I saw that. But otherwise, no, I did not catch the entirety of them. No. I mean, I didn't anticipate, I didn't think about these shenanigans, which seemed like obviously would have happened. But mm-hmm. I thought about it, but. I was like, well, Biden will say these things and that'll be that. So Exactly. No, that's fine. Ugh, you can't imagine where I'm recording from. Are you in a closet? No. Are like, you at home? No. No. You were no. in a in a in a meeting. Yes. Wow. I was in an actual real life meeting. Um, the dance and costume team rents a room that's off of a costume shop space that is Mm. owned the purveyor of which is jennifer love and though they are not actually making any costumes for this particular production we are in residence in one of the spaces as the home office space for Mm -hmm. um dancing interesting so i'm actually now i've left the office and i'm sitting at somebody's sewing machine um in the giant costume shop uh, because they've gone home for the day obviously i just take a photo when you're, oh, oh okay. Let's do it right there. now. Let's do it before I forget, because obviously, I'm afraid. Nothing, nothing can happen. Let me do a reverse here. Well, it's a really, it's a really glamorous New York moment. It, it makes sense. Like you can't. If I was at home right now, which I am, but I, I, I would not be going to the ballet. But since you're still out, it's easier. I know. So. I'm still here. Still I'm going. Still here. Um, um, hi. Y- yeah, hi. Uh, hi. I made that Japanese white stew last night. Uh, Japanese. Which a, 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 what? A, a fan of the pod had writ- had emailed about. Um, oh, here's the photo of you. Okay, um, it's incredible. I I thought that all the lights would be off. lit by like a sewing machine light yeah exactly just the romantic (laughs) glow of the sewing machine lamp Uh, um yeah a japanese white stew which i assume was made in in the makinai but it was this person that was inspired by our conversation about that and made the stew and sent the recipe and um you know it's one of those recipes on a website where you're like where is the recipe though oh right because you go um, down 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 yeah. down 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 yeah but i made it and um the recipe all made sense and i learned new techniques for cutting carrots and oh. um which i'm really into i think it's okay. excellent Wow. And uh, I made a. What do you mean? Bashamel. How how can it be that different? Okay, so it's 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 this Japanese technique. It's called like. Regindo or something. What is it? Regindo. Um. Okay. I don't even know how to search for it. <laughs> well, what happened? What happens to the carrot? Basically, it's a thing where you like. Turn the. The carrot ninety degrees. Uh huh. Yeah, ring, ringiri. R a n g i r i is a way of cutting cylindrical vegetables such as carrots or cucumbers, 
and consists of random diagonal cuts made while rotating the vegetable one quarter turn between cuts. Oh, I feel like I observed. She the does actress. it in the show. Yes, yeah, yeah. she's she yeah. doing it. Because I had read about, I had read a recipe and was like, oh, I don't wonder what that is. And then I yeah. saw her do it on the show and I was like, oh, there it is. We learned. We learned yes. and we loved. We cried yes. and we learned. We learned, we, and then we ate. Oh, um, goodness. And this is a stew that was what? Let me see if I can remember. It was chicken, thighs, and carrot, and potatoes, and broccoli, and mushrooms, and something else I can't remember. Onion? Um, but it was an interesting, the process was just strange. Like you start with the chicken and add the onion, which were also cut in a way that I don't ever cut onions. Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like left longer, bigger, bigger. It's all like a bigger piece kind of stew thing, vegetable oh, chicken stew. Chunky chunk, which I would never do and didn't like the look of in the photos, frankly. And like large, like seemingly uncooked mushrooms kind of vibe. It was just like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But I was like, I'm going to try it. And it was interesting. It was, it was strange. It, uh, the process. It was just, because usually you make like a kind of mirepoix first and then kind of build off of that. And this wasn't built like that. And then there's a... A bachamel sauce that you make, which I had never made wow. before. Oh, you have not? I have not. Butter, flour, milk? Butter, flour, milk. Wow. And it was absolutely insane, and I thought, this absolutely cannot be correct. And, and it was. It is. And I was it like, is. this is not going to end up, and then there it was. And it was part of this soup. Yeah, so it's interesting. So it kind of, the in the end... The soup must have a lot of body. Felt like... Um, yeah, it's a pretty, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not like a lot of bechamel that's going into it. But it's a, right. it's um, yeah, the consistency, the, the, what, the wetness of the soup <laughs> um, was, was perfect. <laughs> and the, the bechamel, like, kind of gave it this feeling of, like, a chicken pot pie, yeah, well, that stands to reason, flour, doesn't it? You know? Yeah, well, chicken yeah, pot pie. Great. I was like, oh, I'm basically begins. making biscuits and putting it in the soup, which, uh, heaven. Delicious. It was delicious. Highly recommend. Maybe I'll put it in the links in the show notes. Yum, 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 so yum, So thank yum. you. Thank you for that. And recipe. did you take a bite and say, oh my gosh, this feels so simple. Well, it so did have that, homey. like that homey feeling for sure <laughs> for sure love it yeah Very um comfort wow i um i my brain doesn't work anymore i saw a terrible movie one of the worst movies in history oh great what was it it was called a knock at the cabin <laughs> and where did you watch this movie uh, Stuart and I had been at the ballet because Jared Angle retired on uh-huh, uh-huh. Saturday afternoon. A beautiful, I'll just Congrats. say, a classiest retirement ever. He danced the Firebird afterwards. 
you know, the huge curtain comes up, Jared's alone on stage, and in the most uh, fantastic kind of action, Jared was standing alone on stage in the center of that beautiful Chagall set. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then very quickly, all the principal dancers came out kind of almost at once and gave him a couple bouquets and then everyone came out. So it was over almost in an instant. And then someone brought out a microphone to Jared and I thought, oh, interesting. He's going to talk. Uh, very unusual. And Jared was like, um, I just want to thank you all for being here on this afternoon as I, you know, say goodbye to my 25 year career at the New York City Ballet. And, you know, it's been such a pleasure dancing with all these monsters because funny jokes, they were dressed as monsters for the Firebird. Uh-huh. And then he was like, and I, I asked that in lieu of all the streamers and balloons and bouquets that the money be reallocated to the education department here at New York City Ballet that houses all these wonderful programs that I've been a part of for many years. And so also you'll find in your program um, a piece of paper that will allow you to donate further funds to our education department, blah, blah, blah. And it was just like so nice. Uh-huh. And he spoke so directly and beautifully. And then it was over. It was just so brief. Lovely. Anyways, after the retirement, Stuart and I went to a, to a diner, and then we decided we wanted to go to a movie. So Stuart oh, looked up. Wow. Stuart said, I want to see A Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, so right. we went to okay. Union Square to a movie theater, mm-hmm. and we cozied up, and the movie started. And I was literally asleep before it even began. Um, okay, but, I have a very important question. Oh, God. Was Magic Mike showing there? Not, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I should have seen. Yeah, that's, that's my, that's what I... Is it out yet, is the question. It is out. Is it? Did you see it? Or, well, a friend of mine was going to see it. Oh, okay. I I, I guess I don't know exactly when. Well, that would have been... I thought it was this past weekend. Far superior... And as we know, Magic Mike 2 is an excellent film. Uh, and one of the, my, one of the most one of the greatest, One of the greatest films life. in history. Um, <laughs> so, no, we made this stupid mistake of going to an M. Night Shyamalan movie where one knows, based on history, that it will be bad because it hasn't made yes, a good movie since the month. You, ha- you have to be going yes. to see a bad and movie. then I thought to myself, oh my God, <laughs> Vicky Kreps was in the last bad M. Night Shyamalan movie really? about, about that beach where you get old instantly. Oh, right. Called Old. Yeah. And so anyways, that was a revelation for me. But so this is a movie wow. star, starring Jonathan Groff and some other g- handsome man who play totally intolerable gays who have um, adopted a child. And when the child is now, I don't know, five years old. They're doing a weekend retreat at a cabin, a vacation, if you will, at an Airbnb. People keep uh, going to see these movies, apparently. Oh, my. And you think, what's the twist? What's going to be the twist? Oh, no. So when they are getting settled into the cabin, four strangers show up and they're like, oh, my God, we've been invaded. And they, the, the strangers break in and they basically say to them, you, uh, one of whom is Ron Weasley from from Harry Potter, <laughs> Rupert Grint. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So these four strangers break in and they're like, here's the deal. They tie up the two gay men and their child. They say, you are directly responsible for the fate of humanity because Oy. the end is nigh 
And you must, one of you must sacrifice another in order to stop these events that will unfold imminently. And they uh-huh. say, well, you cle- the four of you are clearly crazy. We obviously are not going to kill one of ourselves because we're a family and we love each other and you're crazy. So then the four of them start going through a ritual where they start killing themselves one at a time. And they each have like a weird sort of strangely fashioned weapon made out of like wire and sharp metal. And so first they kill Ron Weasley. And then they turn on the television and there's been some catastrophic event, an earthquake, right? Uh-huh. And they say, see? So think about it. You have a few more hours before we're going to do it again. So then they're just like, wow, these people are so crazy. This isn't actually happening. And the 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 one who's not Jonathan Groff is like, I think I remember that redhead as being a guy who like assaulted me. So then the movie's becoming about like gay hate right. and how these people's whole like existence is based on like fighting back. And he became a civil lawyer because someone abused him at a bar. And, and then, you know, these people clearly hate gays and that's why they're doing this to us and blah, blah, blah. So then the second person's like, okay, now I'm going to kill myself if you don't kill one of yourselves. So they kill, so the, the, the other people, they kill her and then they turn on the television. There's a a tsunami. And now you're thinking, well, this is unusual because the tsunami is um, unlike anything we've ever seen. It's a hundred feet high. It's 500 feet high. It's wiping out a lot of people. And yet Jonathan Groff. The the outside people are killing each other. They're killing each other. But for what reason? hard to know so then it's not stopping the thing that killing each other is supposed to stop no it's almost like it instigates the thing that's about to happen so okay either you kill one of you or we kill one of us right so then they kill the second person there's the wave then they are getting going through this whole thing jonathan groff starts to kind of soften on the idea starts to soften on the idea he starts to be Uh like oh no this seems weird and meanwhile the other guy's like this is fake they've clearly like planted these videos like the earthquake had already happened before they even got here and blah 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 so then of course they kill the third person they kill the third person and this absolutely wild thing happens they turn on the television planes are dropping from the sky all of them all the planes that are in the air commercial passenger flights they're just falling down and at this point jonathan groff is like oh no, I don't know. So then the I fourth, mean, there's the last I person I have to left. say, I'd be like, as long as we're okay. <laughs> well, that's also what they're kind of saying. They're like, let's just, you know, like, who cares? These people are crazy. Well, and- also like what you're going to risk. Most likely this is insane. If this was real, a real situation, I'd be yeah. like, well, my, uh, like, obviously you can make these things in CGI or whatever, because right. they did make it for a movie. A movie. Make a movie. Um, right. So, like, my distrust of whatever I'm seeing would trump any kind of killing my loved ones. Right. Right. Well, at a certain point, the fourth person is like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, you, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to now kill myself and the fourth thing's gonna happen and you will have very little time before like the end is in motion and there will be no way of fixing this so after i'm gone you better do this quickly or it's over so he kills himself and then 
you start to see like light. Oh, oh actually, one of the events was that there started to be like some kind of COVID like thing uh-huh. where all these kids oh. started dying. Okay, uh-huh. then you, you see the last guy kills himself. Then suddenly lightning just starts striking all over the place. Like, just like, whoa, like everywhere. But, like, but in this way that they can like see out the window. Right. Now it's like very present. Yeah, and okay. they're outside and you see planes falling around them. They're seeing the lightning, they're seeing the planes. And then Jonathan Groff is just like, oh my God, like, I'm, I, you're, you're just going to have to kill me. They say to the little girl, go out to the treehouse and like, let's just do this. And so the more like rational guy kills Jonathan Groff and then he goes and collects his daughter and all the catastrophic events do in fact stop. So the twist is there is no twist and that um, they did in fact have to do that thing in order to stop the end of the world. And those four people were the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So this is like funny games meets... The killing of a sacred deer. Except, like, no art, no irony, no twist. Right, but in the killing of a sacred deer, you don't know... You don't. You kind of don't know how this is happening, right? Because, like, the spaghetti-eating boy seems to be controlling it, right? I, I don't even remember what's happening in that movie. It's a similar... Where, like, their children are dying... Okay. Right? Because, like, of Spaghetti Boy. Mm-hmm. So there right. is this sense of, like, we don't know. I guess this is, like, that did happen. And there was this thing of, like, kill one of these people. Basically this movie. But with, like, style and it felt, you know, it's, like, Greek... I mean, this is, like, the Four Horsemen or whatever, so... Right. Just, like, you know... And then Funny Games, which is, like, a suburban home that gets broken into, and then they're, like, kind of tortured by these strangers. <sighs> so, wow. I mean, I can only imagine how painful that was to sit through. Yeah, it was so for boring. No, for nothing. And for nothing. Truly be like, okay, so... What so, was happening well, was happening. At least, at least he's given up on, like, the twist. Literally. Maybe he, that was, like, what he learned. He's like, okay, so this one, there's not going to be any point at all. There's no point. It's just going to be, like... Because that doesn't work. It's going to be, like, compelling CGI's of planes falling out of the sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't know. It's so sad. That's $500 lost for that movie ticket. I know, $20 these days. Yeah. Um... What else can I tell you? Did you watch uh, Wakanda Forever? I have seen it, yes. Did you like it? Not particularly. I thought it was... I thought it was... um, It was better when I thought about it afterwards than my experience of it. Oh, Like, I liked... I liked that it started with this funeral. Mm. I mean, even though it felt did not seem like well done but right like acting wise um and the the like like these emotions do not feel real even though it was like this chadwick boseman mm. funeral thing for me i yeah. was like well this is like really a great way to start this movie mm. and then just like the the womenness of the movie i loved and that, that it was wasn't fabulous. it didn't turn into like a romance where like the woman's trying to find you know a, a, a 
right, husband. Right, partner, right. And that it, it's just like this... And I felt like the, the action scenes were actually built on a plot and, like, weren't endless and, like, kind of mm-hmm. made sense and moved the plot and this, this, dyna- this like war that was solved by uh like mutual kind of benefit well (laughs) that's where i I mean the end is sort of confused about this whole thing with the war between these two civilizations because i was like you're both these like two awesome civilizations and like there's like also a lot of like other nefarious stuff going on in the universe clearly because it's the marvel universe these two civilizations they in in my sense of reality obviously there's no reality to be had in the marvel universe but these two civilizations would not be at odds they would be like, we are the two most powerful civilizations with the resources. We need to, like, care for each other. And I think the Wakandans are, like, so advanced, as are these other people, that that's the route they realistically would have taken. So the fact that they decided to just war against one another, I thought, I don't think so. But I think I think you see the reason for the the water people. The leader is comes from trauma. So he has a trauma response, right, right, which right, is right. like a kind of war, right. like people are evil. Right. It's a this is a war. So he, he was, you he know, was I don't very know. erotic, wasn't he? So erotic. I mean, those those when the flying feet came out of the water, it really creeped me out. Yeah, because they were like flippers. It was right. like a kind of I don't know, it was bad feelings. But he was hot um, stuff. Hot stuff. And really he had all, stuff. you know, he could fly around, he could swim, it's like, a, it's a he dream. He could do it all. He could do it Oh, But why he couldn't go get that scientist and kill her himself, I don't quite know, but... Um, uh, yeah, I just thought, you're all fighting it. Why are you spending so much time fighting each other? It's just a waste of all this, like, beautiful progress you've made. And now, you're, it just was all misguided. It was misguided. But they're, they're, they're fighters. I mean, that's what you see in the init- initial confrontation with the with the American, you know, or the French or whoever. I can't believe Angela Bassett had to die. That was a bit surprising. I also thought this was an Academy Award or whatever, award uh, worthy performance. I'm like, you're hardly even in this movie. Yeah, she just does some like terrible accent work and does some crying. Yeah, the accent dynamic in the movie is bizarre. Her, she decided what for her, like, Wakandan African dialect right, well, everyone's, is. Everyone's going for a vibe. Everyone's um, doing something slightly different, and she was going full, so many Roldars. Like, yes. so it's, many choose, choose your, our adventure. Yeah. But it's okay, I'm, I'm like, whatever. All right. But, but um, yeah. I feel like I really didn't see much else in the way of films. Did I? Um, uh, I, I didn't. Wow. What have we been doing with our days? I, I just do this Working. really. You have work to do. I'm coming to your show on Friday. On Friday? On Saturday? Is it ne- next Friday? Saturday. Oh, Saturday. I'm coming to your show on Saturday. I know you're also giving a talk on Saturday, right? 
Yeah, I'm giving a talk at, at 5 p.m. That's all I know. Oh, yeah, so you're, wait, wait. Okay, wait. So we'll I'm going to the Cal just to double check. Okay, here we are. And then the, Oh, yes, Jeremy Talk, 5-something, and then the movie is at 8-something. I have tickets to that, and then I have to line up to get a ticket to the talk. But I, I may not be I done with work by then. it's free. I mean, it's it free. It is free. It's free, but yes. You need a ticket. Oh, it's first I mean, come, first serve. First come, first serve. What even is the amphitheater? I don't understand what that I is. Have, I don't know anything about anything. Is that what the talk is? Yeah. Like, no one has been in contact with me about this thing. Wow. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Jeremy so. is having a screening of th- their film on Saturday night at Lincoln Center. You must go. 8-15, February 11th. Come see the movie. Thank the you. movie! Come see the movie! Yeah, um, it's gonna be, that'll be fun. It's I, so great. I'm, I'm so happy. Yeah, it'll be so interesting to see what it looks like. Oh dear, it's gonna be like a bad screen. I have no idea. I assume not. These Let's seem like not. professionals. But Rich. I am I a professional? I don't think so. Oh my god, I've been reading in this are you are you still reading this Jennifer Hammond's book? No, I returned it. Well god, she's gotten to the part about the kind of origins of Lincoln Center, which we all know about. Um and they displaced oh, I all had these some kind of question. Oh yeah, it's some it's like some curiosity around like the business and Balanchine's involvement with like the biz- business aspect of well, of the he was not. He wasn't involved. No. Well, there you go. Because he had Lincoln Kirstein doing that for him. Thank you very much. And because Lincoln Kirstein was kind of Leave like, in, yeah, was in this sort of Ivy League arts grant fund structure, Rockefeller, what have you. Uh-huh. Um, like he was both situated as like a socialite and like an artistic right. elite Ivy League person, intellectual. Well, Mark honey. So he pulled all these strings and eventually in the 60s, the late 50s and 60s, all of the giant granting organizations just gave all the money to the Balanchine and Uh literally iced out like modern dance and everyone else. Incredible. Seems seems familiar. They also gave zero dollars to American Ballet Theater, which was run by a woman, Lucia Chase. And when they, when... Philip Johnson, the architect of Lincoln Center, and well, obviously he had nothing to do with these decisions, but they started making Lincoln Center. And mm-hmm. again, they everyone was like, I want in on this. I want to like have access to like this amazing, like, you know, if they're going to be like demolishing like 14 square blocks of New York City and like, and ruining people's lives, like I want, <laughs> I want some art space. And they were like, yeah. nope. Nothing for you, everyone. Martha whatever, Graham. Whatever Lincoln Kirsten wants. Oh, and like literally, like nothing for anyone except George Balanchine, really. I mean, so chic and evil. It's really evil. It's like it's very dark, actually. That. Well, we. I mean, I like I like that moment in in this in the West Side Story Spielberg thing of like. Oh yeah, it was absolutely true, things. and you know what's amazing is that I was reminded that. When they had freshly bulldozed all this, all these city blocks, Jerome Robbins was filming West Side Story and was like, oh, Uh how convenient. uh We'll just film it here. That worked. And he filmed it on, that's where they filmed. Um, 
Yeah, let's just demolish all this stuff in order to enrich, enrich our, our organization. Also, this podcast I'm listening to about George Balanchine is an okay. ama- amazing companion piece. I did listen to some of this. Uh-huh. And it, it did disturb me. I find it quite manipulative. How so? Uh, it's like making everything sound more evil. There are evil parts that play that way because they are, but there's like a kind of dramatizing with the music and like the production that makes me. Yeah, there is there is like a lot, a lot, a lot of like music drama going on. Manipulative. It's definitely that. Like it, but otherwise, like the info is is tremendous. Yeah, you're getting real like first person information, which is kind of amazing. And then Um, there's a soundtrack to it. The soundtrack is unfortunate, and it's never correlated to what dances they're actually talking about. So you're like, okay, random. <laughs> um, but I am now at an episode where they've brought Suzanne Farrell into the mix as a character, but not mm-hmm. as an interviewer. But they, you know, oh. she she already has a documentary and a biography and blah blah blah, so they can just use that as information. Because they have Allegra Kent there talking about what's going on, and they have Stephanie Salon there talking about what's going on, and Lynn Garofola and Wilhelmina Frankfurt, and all these people who are like, you know, really part of the mix. Mm-hmm. And then they bring up this part where, like, Suzanne Farrell in her documentary talks about, like, how um, Balanchine presented, uh, prevented her from marrying the first person who proposed to her. And then when she did finally get engaged to a person that wasn't him, you know, Balanchine did sabotage that person's career. And, which was Paul Mejia, which is a famous story, we all know that. And it led to her leaving the company. And yet still, you know, she did rejoin the company many years later. She maintains that, like, she she wouldn't trade any of it because, like, you know, she felt so uplifted by being on a pedestal and also that, like, she really believes that Balanchine was, like, some incredible feminist because Balanchine always said, like, ballet is woman. But what she never did also say is that was in the context of a much longer quote where he was like, everything else is man except ballet is woman. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, also ballet being, the, like, the the thing on stage... Right. It's not about yeah. women making ballet. Right. Any other role in well, oh, obviously, ballet. making the ballet is man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. It's yeah. fun. I mean, it's. I mean, look, reading Jennifer's book, it's actually a very. It's quite balanced because it's not. Mm. It's not trying to paint a picture of Balanchine as like a saint. It's acknowledging. Yeah. Well, it's also like, like these were not um, abnormal worldview. Especially Certainly not. Especially given the like, you know, fifteen hundred year prehistory that you get in the Hamlet's video, the Hamlet's book too. Absolutely. You know, like it. It does like. There's a, I can see a reason for it being there, and that like you get this lineage leading up to yes. like, the balancing moment, and. But the yeah. um the way that this documentary really. Um, lines things up in such a way where you're like, oh, it really is like a cult. Like you had to buy into the system. And once you did, you were probably engaged in 
things that weren't particularly kosher or maybe appropriate, but people weren't doing it against their will. They were, they were convinced that they wanted to do it. Right. So this is, this is the sort of thing that comes up with, with tar as well. It's like a question could have been like, is it, is that necessary? Like there are questions around like power and like selfishness and, and like creativity and desire and pleasure and, you know, instincts of an artist and like kind of like the, the spiritual mode that they're in of like, I have to go towards whatever my feeling goes or whatever. And like, is that, is that necessary? Like, do these people have to have to be assholes? Uh, like, right. You know, or, and, and it's sort of an open question. Like, how evil do you have to be to be good? I mean, right. there are, there's evidence that not evil at all, but uh, it certainly seems tricky. Very, very to, tricky. To be, I mean, even though, like, you know, the balancing thing, it's like sort of a prime situation where he didn't have to worry about business and all these things that I think can also twist a person into doing things that they might not otherwise right. do. Have done. To survive. Yeah. Right. And so, also to know. like feel important, to feel loved, you know. Right. Right. <sighs> so it's, it's, all, all, we it's all tricky. And I, I mean, loved. that's just, I, th- I think more complexity. It's where like the, the soundtrack kind of putting this, this extra uh, thing on top of like the story they're telling kind of drives me crazy. So I'm like, yes, like give the complexity of like, they knew this, they, they like left and then came back knowing full well, like what the situation was. That doesn't mean that they are evil or that, you know, it's this complicated situation that like you want to dance you, you, know, you know, like, and maybe you love the affection that you're getting from this person. Like, right. Or, uh, who's, to, who's to say what, what it's complicated, basically. Right. The people involved it are, it's nice because it's the people involved and they are sharing yeah. their stories with like, you know, two sides with the nuance of like having it been both, both, you know, both bad, a manipulation both, both. and both, both. A bad situation, a manipulation, as well as, like, the greatest thing they ever did, you know? Or, like, some sense of, like, feeling really excited and scared and, I don't know. I'm I'm too tired to figure out. So that podcast, out. I think that was a, 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 Patreon. a discussion we had on the Patreon. So I just want to shout out what the name of that... It's called, like, The Turning... What is it called? Turning the The, the Mirror... <laughs> Fuck. Turning in the mirror, a circus at the, at the ballet. Wait, I'll find out. Let me see. I can't uh, remember. You'll have to be a become a Patreon to find out. Yeah, something turn turning mirrors. It's the second season, the, not the, the first season. Turning room of mirrors, the and it's turning the second, colon the turn. mirror. Room yeah, yeah. Of mirrors. Second season. Okay. Second season. So yeah. here's the story, Morning Glory. You have to I go. Gotta, I gotta go. Okay. Well, we'll see you next week. Enjoy the ballet and um, 
This that is was short. Really it's very... not like a six-hour episode this week, so It's a you're cute welcome. 40. It's a tight 40. And, um, tight. I, oh my gosh, one minute story. The shelves in my kitchen are truly about to fall down. I started realizing, like, that some of the metal hardware is just like. The OG yeah. shelves? Well, they're, I built them. They're from Ikea. No, they're Ikea shelves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're just, like, secretly falling apart. And I learned that yesterday. So now I'm, I've taken the most fragile things off the shelves. And now I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I know it's bad. And now I have to, like. I'm going to order, like, proper industrial kitchen shelves, just metal ones, and call it a day, because I'm like, that'll work. Oh, no. Why do you say, oh, no? Like the... Oh, I don't like those metal ones. Ugh. Well, get into it. <laughs> they hold a lot of weight. <laughs> they do. They're industrial. Yep. And I'm not doing shelves that break anymore. Fair enough. Fair enough. But everything does break eventually. So. Yeah. Well... That's just saying, just saying in 200 years when these metal shelves don't work anymore, then (laughs) I will be there. You'll be like, and I told you so. I told you so. Because we'll be in heaven. (laughs) Looking down at your apartment. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. All right. Enjoy the ballet. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.